Bonjour, fifth graders. How are you? It is a beautiful, beautiful, sunny day outside. We had a little rain the other day, which was nice. My brown grass was very thankful for the rain. Anyway, sitting here in the old podcast studio, also known as my porch, and we're wrapping things up. We're closing things down. We're putting the final stamp on fifth grade. We sort of did that with our fifth grade graduation. Wasn't that nice? That was a lot of fun. Let's look at the positives, right? The first class I've been a part of where we got to do a graduation through the computers. Just think, fifth graders, someday in the future, who knows? Computers are becoming such an important part of everyday life. You might start to see more things done on computers. Like... Have your parents ever had to go on a business trip where they flew to some far-off place to attend a meeting? Well, I feel like in these days, do we really even need to do that? We can connect with each other on the computer. Meetings can happen anywhere in the world through the use of our computers. Companies will no longer have to spend top dollar. The Dion Corporation will not have to spend top dollar to send you to another place in the world to pitch your inventions. You can do them right from the comforts of your home, through the internet, through Zoom, or any of the many ways that people are now able to communicate. It's pretty cool. It brings people together in a different sort of way. But anyway, enough about that. We are heading into the final stretch here, fifth graders. I've got a few... Uh, chapters left of dogs don't tell jokes i've got a few episodes of the podcast that i'd like to spend in wrap up so today here's how today's episode is going to work i'm going to ask you some trivia questions about some things we learned this year after each question i will pause and let you shout out the answer wherever you are you can shout them out you can write them down go ahead grab yourself a sheet of paper i'll try to stall for a few moments while you're rounding up your materials Grab a pencil. Put the podcast on pause if you need to search your house for paper and pencil. But I'll ask you some trivia questions, and we'll, we'll see how you do. We'll see what you can remember. Some of these trivia questions are going to go way back to an earlier part of the school year, so you're going to have to really try to think, right? The questions will start off easier on the easier side, and they'll get more challenging as we go. Then, fifth graders, I'll read a couple chapters of Dogs Don't Tell Jokes. When I'm finished, we'll come back and we'll reveal the answers, and you can see how you did. Are you ready? Okay. I think I heard a loud, resounding, yeah! That's great, fifth graders. Your enthusiasm is astounding. All right, you've got your paper, you've got your pencil, or maybe you're just shouting out the answers. Maybe you're in a competition versus a parent right now, or uh, a sibling, or who knows. But we're going we're gonna to play a little trivia. Obviously, this would be a lot much. would be a lot more fun in the classroom with our buzzers and being together and reviewing all this stuff. But we're gonna do the best we can, right? All right, starting off easy here. Here we go. Question number one: How many stripes are on the American flag? Write down your answer or shout it out. Right. All right. Question number two: How many stars? Or on the American flag. Alright, we're going to get a little bit more challenging now. Here we go. How many branches 
of government are there? So think all the way back to September when we were learning about the U.S. Constitution. We talked about the three branches of government. James Madison and his Virginia plan. What were those three branches? Do you remember what they were called? All right. Moving on. Here we go. Fifth graders, why did the pilgrims come to the new land? What was their reason for leaving England and coming to what was then called the new world? What was their main reason? Again, shout them out or write down your answers real quick. Okay. Fifth graders, what does liberty mean? We heard a lot about the word liberty. We have the Statue of Liberty, right? A gift from the French. Thanks, French. What does it mean? What does liberty mean? Shout it out. Write it down. What do you think? All right. We're going to keep going. Are you ready? Getting a little harder. Thinking back to those presidents, fifth graders. Who are the four presidents on Mount Rushmore? Can you name them? Who are the four presidents on Mount Rushmore? Shout them out. President one, president two, president three, president four. I'll give you a hint. One of them was not William Howard Taft. All right, here we go. We're going to keep going. This is fun. All right, fifth graders, thinking back to our American Revolution unit. We did that right before we left. What was taxed under the Stamp Act? So think about those taxes the British levied on her colonies. What was taxed under the Stamp Act? They called it the Stamp Act because it had to have a stamp on it proving that the tax was paid. All right. Let's keep going. Here we go. While we're on the subject of the American Revolution, where were the first battles of the American Revolution fought. Remember, we heard about the shot heard around the world. The British were marching in to seize weapons and to locate Samuel Adams and a few other Boston patriots. And they were marching through, and militia stopped them where? They stood their ground. They stood before the imposing British army in their red coats looking spiffy. Where did they do that? It's actually two places, blank and blank. Do you remember? Yell it out. Write it down. How are you doing so far? Are you playing against somebody at home? How are they doing? All right. Let's keep it going. Here we go. Let's see. What's next? Looking for some more questions in my long list of questions here, fifth graders. Um, I got a few more for you. Okay, here we go. So, we talked about early settlements. These questions are getting a little harder. Are you ready? Why did Europeans settle Rhode Island? I'll give you a hint. It's for the same reason why the pilgrims settled in what we now call 
Cape Cod area in Plymouth. All right. Next question, which level of government can declare war? Is it the local government, the state government, or the federal government? Who can declare war? Do you remember what that was? All right, last uh, question for now is, and this has some everything to do with our Iditarod, what is the largest city in Alaska. What is the largest city in Alaska? It's not the capital. You'd think it would be the capital, but it's not. As an airplane is passing over my house right now, can you hear that? I'll give you a hint, fifth graders. It's where the start of the Iditarod is. All right. So those are the questions for this episode. We'll do social studies in this episode. We'll do maybe math in the next episode. What do you think? All right, fifth graders. I'll reveal the answers after I read a couple of chapters of Dogs Don't Tell Jokes, and you can see how well you did. Hopefully you did well, right? Okay. Here we go. We are picking up in chapter 19, where Goon is feeling pretty down. He is trying his best to make some friends. He's taking on some new hobbies, um, but he is still feeling like he's not being treated well, right? And I think we get the sense of that, too. We read about him being told the wrong directions to a friend's house. We've got friends who are, and I, and I don't know why I'm calling them friends. Do they seem like friends? He's trying to make friends, but they're not really treating him like a friend, right? Some of the baseball card trades that are happening seem like they're taking advantage of Gary a bit. And so this is hard. What Gary has is a reputation. And reputations, unfortunately, fifth graders, are sometimes really hard to shake, which is really unfair sometimes, especially when a person is working really hard to either change that reputation or improve or, or any number of things, really. I had a friend in school who had a reputation as being kind of a troublemaker, right? And would always sort of be at the heart of some sort of trouble in class. I remember this very clearly. But at, at one point, you know, he kind of was getting sick of always getting in trouble, especially since it seemed like he was starting to get in trouble for things that he wasn't even doing, right? He had built a reputation. People assumed that he was up to no good. And that's too bad because he was really a great kid. He just sometimes had trouble with the rules, right? And so I remember him trying to change that reputation and oh, it was hard. He still continued to get in trouble for a lot of things that he wasn't even really involved in. And just by being around, sometimes people assumed that he was the one causing trouble. And that was really hard. It was hard for him to shake that reputation. But he worked really hard on it. And eventually, he kind of turned things around. Gary is having a hard time shaking the reputation for being, as everyone calls him, a bit of a goon, right? For the longest time, he spent all his time being silly, making jokes, not taking things seriously, uh, doing things that others considered odd. And now it seems like he's made an abrupt change, right? Maybe the change was too abrupt because some of his classmates are having a really hard time understanding this different goon, okay? This Gary Boone who has suddenly emerged seemingly overnight. So we'll see how things continue on. Here's chapter 19. It starts, You get any new cards, goon? asked Steve or maybe Michael. 
Remember, Steve and Michael are twins. Um, no, said Gary. I, I haven't had time. Time? Asked Michael, or Steve. How much time does it take to buy baseball cards? Gee, it takes a whole two minutes, said Ira. Ira and the Higgins twins laughed. Two and a half minutes if you have to wait for change, said Michael or Steve. They all laughed again. Two minutes and 45 seconds if he only has pennies, exclaimed the other Higgins brother. Ira laughed so hard, he almost fell down. Gary smiled and shrugged. He had no idea what was supposed to be so funny. Surely they knew it took almost half an hour to get to the store. Two minutes and 46 seconds if he drops one, said Ira. They were hysterical. He leaned against the school building. He saw Joe, but Joe didn't see him. He wasn't sure what he'd say to him. Maybe make up something about having to clean the garage? He felt a hand on his shoulder. So, Goon, said Matt. How's Julie? Paul and Ryan laughed. I guess I should have told you to bring flowers, said Paul. They laughed again. Ryan nudged Gary with his elbow. Did you kiss her? No, said Gary. Oh, man, why not? asked Matt. That was your big chance. Julie's really hot for you, said Paul. That's why I gave you her address. I knew you'd be too shy to go on your own. Yeah, right, said Gary. Paul looked offended. I wouldn't lie to you, goon, he said. I was just trying to help a friend. But if you're going to be that way about it. He walked away. Matt and Ryan followed. Gary glanced at a poster for the talent show. Can you sing, dance, or play the tuba? Floyd Hicks wants you in the talent show. Two days away. He'd still go to it. But as a spectator, he wanted to hear Joe's rap. Wait, let me get this straight, goon, Joe said in Jim. You went to Julie Rose's house? Gary shrugged. Joe and Zach cracked up. They played flag football. I was wide open, Gary said, returning to the huddle. I didn't see you, goon, said Joe. Then he laughed. Sorry, but I just keep picturing you at Julie's house. He laughed again. You have to admit... That's funny. Gary smiled. He went straight home after school. He wanted to get an early start on his homework because there was a television show on at 8 o'clock that Joe always watched. He sat at his desk. He thought about the talent show. It was hard for him to believe that he once actually thought he'd be up on stage in front of the whole school telling jokes. Now he couldn't even imagine it. Two days away. I'd probably be going crazy right now, he said. He had to read a chapter in history, but as he stared at the pages, he found himself reading the same paragraph over again. He read it at least three times, but still didn't know what it said. Can't concentrate, huh? Asked a voice behind him. He turned around. An old woman was sitting cross-legged on his bed. She was eating mashed potatoes and gravy. He watched her dig her spoon into the potatoes, then slurp noisily from it. She wore green flannel pajamas and a black bolero which was a kind of hat worn by Zorro. You want some, she offered, holding on a spoonful of mashed potatoes and gravy. Uh, he shook his head. Suddenly he knew who she was. You're Mrs. Schnitzberry, she said with a certain amount of pride, but my friends call me Gladys. Gladys, asked Gary. I said my friends, said Mrs. Schnitzberry. You're no friend of mine. What's the big idea? Huh? He asked. Huh? She repeated. What do you mean? asked Gary. 
What do you mean, what do I mean? She slammed the plate of potatoes onto the bed. Quitting the talent show. He shrugged. No way, Buster, said Mrs. Schnitzberry. You've been making fun of me every day for the last two years. She jumped off the bed. Did I ever complain? She poked him in the chest with her finger. Did I? She poked him again. Did I? He backed up against the dresser. No, he shouted. I didn't even know you were a real person. Or whatever you are. Of course I didn't complain, she said, because it was humor. Humor. Man's greatest gift. That's what separates humans from all other animals. That's why they call it humor. Humans. Humor. You never heard dogs telling jokes, do you? No. That's because dogs have no sense of humor. As Gary stared at her, her face began to get blurry, and she started to fade. But then he blinked, and she reappeared as sharp as ever. She pulled Gary's ears. Ow! he yelled. You can't quit on me now, Buster, said Mrs. Schnitzberry. You owe me. Gary jerked away. But my jokes aren't funny, he shouted. He sat down on his bed. So? That never stopped you before, said Mrs. Schnitzberry. Gary sighed. I was kidding, said Mrs. Schnitzberry. Boy, you are in a sorry shape, aren't you? She sat down on the bed next to him, right on top of a plate of mashed potatoes and gravy. But my jokes aren't funny, Gary moped. I did nothing but make up jokes for two weeks, and they all stink. No wonder I never had any friends. I wouldn't be my friend either if I had to listen to me all the time. I've been making a fool out of myself every minute of every day my whole life. So, who hasn't? asked Mrs. Schnitzberry. Besides, I don't care what anybody says. I think you're hilarious. I've been listening to your jokes. You crack me up. Really? Oh, sure. Some of them stink. She took her bolero off her head and fanned the foul-smelling air away from her face. All you have to do is separate the good ones from the stink bombs. Which ones didn't stink? Gary asked eagerly. That's for you to figure out, said Gladys. She stood up and walked across the room. Her backside was dripping with potatoes and gravy. I guess Rudolph is kind of funny, Gary said. I was proud of that one. But it's too late anyway. The town show is the day after tomorrow. I can't. I wouldn't have any time to put it all together or practice. I just, I can't. Besides, I don't even know if Miss Langley would let... He turned around with a start as his mother entered his room. Are you all right? He shrugged. I'm fine. I could hear you shouting all over the house. Uh, I was just working on my act for the talent show. I thought you quit the talent show. I changed my mind. He jumped as Mrs. Schnitzberry pinched his rear end. All right, kiddo, she said. Now you're talking. His mother looked at him oddly. Are you sure you're all right? She asked. Never felt better, said Gary. Besides, quitting never solves anything. He added, trying to sound rational. You know how you and Dad are always saying that I never follow through on things. Well, this time I'm going to do it. Whatever it takes. 100%. He jumped as Mrs. Schnitzberry goosed him again. Okay, Miss Mother said with some hesitation. Just so long as you keep it in perspective. And that's where 19 ends, fifth graders. What's up with this? Do you think... There's really a Mrs. Schnitzberry, a real person in his room, or you think it's a figment of Gary's imagination. What has her visit done for Gary? It sounds like it's motivated him to maybe re-enter the talent show. We'll have to see. Here we go. Chapter 20. 
Gary gathered the scraps of paper with all of his jokes and read them through. Maybe they didn't all stink. In fact, some of them are pretty funny, if I do say so myself. The funny ones were just hard to notice because they were surrounded by garbage. What a goon, he muttered as he read one of the more stupid ones. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was funny. He just needed to tighten it up a little bit. He picked out all the other jokes that fit with Rudolph. He could definitely use the dead skunk jokes. Kissing worms? Something about it was funny, but it really didn't make any sense. No, he decided. It's just like life. He philosophized. I always say whether whatever comes into my head, and most of it is stupid. So when I say something funny, nobody notices. It's too bad when you're talking to people. You can't go back later and cross out all the stupid things you said. But that was what perfect <clears throat> but that was what was perfect about doing this comedy routine. He could cross out all the bad stuff and say only the good stuff. He could say all the funny jokes and none of the stupid ones. I should get Abel to help me. <laughs> he could haul all the garbage away in his truck. He picked out his best jokes and started putting them in some kind of order. It came easy. The good jokes seemed to fit together naturally, almost as if some part of his brain had planned it that way all along. He made up some new jokes without even trying, and the new ones were funnier than some of the old ones. No, I can't be sure about that, he said. Sometimes I think something is funny one day, and then the next day I realize it's stupid. I'll have to look at them again tomorrow and see if I still think they're funny. Tomorrow? Tomorrow was Thursday. He just wished he had more time, even one extra day. He worked all afternoon, quickly ate his dinner, and then stayed up until almost midnight. He didn't do his homework. There was just no way. By the time he went to bed, he knew for the most part which jokes he'd use and the order he'd say them. But it all needed to be polished. He also needed a way to end his routine. He wanted a big finish, something to go bang, he said as he slammed his fist into his hand. Plus, he still had to memorize it, get his timing down, and rehearse it. Of course, first I'll have to, to hearse, he said. I mean, I can't rehearse until I've at least hearsed one time. He stood up on his bed, pounded his chest like Tarzan, then raised his arms in the air and shouted, The goon is back! He saw Miss Langley first thing Thursday morning and told her he wanted to be back in the talent show. Gary, you can't keep quitting and then signing up and then quitting again, she said. I'm in it, Gary said. I'm not going to quit. Well, you'll have to talk to Brenda Thompson. It may be too late. He found Brenda as she was coming up the stairs along with Julie Rose. It took Brenda a while to figure out what Gary was talking about because she didn't know he'd ever quit the show. So then I'm in? asked Gary. Yes, you were never out, said Brenda. Julie Rose stared oddly at him. He wondered what Matt or Paul told her about why he had come to her house the other day. Well, he couldn't worry about it. He was back in the talent show. That was the most important thing. You gonna stick around for some football? asked Joe. Gary sighed. I can't. What's with you anyway, goon? Zach asked. I have to work on my act for the talent show. It's tomorrow night. Joe and Zach looked uneasily at each other. Come on, goon. We really need you, said Joe. I thought you were going to do a rap, Gary said. I am, said Joe. I made it up last week. It took about 20 minutes. No big deal. It's just a stupid talent show. Yeah, I know, said Gary. So what do you say, asked Joe. No, I really need to go home, Gary said. I guess things don't come as easy for me as they do for you. Personally, Goon, 
I think you need to cha a change in attitude, said Joe. Lighten up. It's supposed to be fun. Who knows? Anything can happen. Do you hear what I'm saying? Anything can happen. I know that, said Gary. So how about it, asked Zach. Are you going to play football or not? I can't. Suit yourself, said Joe, but don't say we didn't warn you. He tried not to think about it. He remembered what Angeline had said. Don't think about Friday. Think about Saturday. No matter what happens, by Saturday, it will all be over. Forever. And that's where we'll stop, fifth graders. What do you think Joe is trying to subtly warn Gary about with anything can happen? Are you like me? Are you thinking back to earlier in the story when some of the kids were talking about doing something mean to Gary while he was up on stage? Ah, makes me nervous. <laughs> At this point in the story, of course, we've we've built up such a such a um, you know we're rooting for Gary. We we want him to do well. We want him to succeed. The author's done a nice job, you know, creating this character that we we feel sympathy for, and having this looming over our heads is is nerve-wracking i i i hope that nothing nothing bad happens to gary I, we'll just have to wait and see all right fifth graders are you ready for the answers to the first part of our trivia this is social studies trivia and you uh were answering some questions earlier in the podcast and here are the answers so check your papers see how you did or if you just yelled them out hopefully you'll remember your answers and be honest which ones you got right which ones you got wrong if you were playing against a parent or anything, see how many they got. Here we go. Answers to our trivia questions. How many stripes are on the American flag? There are 13. Fifth graders, 13 original colonies, 13 stripes on the American flag. How many stars? There are 50. 50 stars to represent the 50 states. All right, moving right along. How many branches of government are there? There are three. Three branches of government. Do you remember what they were? Executive, legislative, judicial. All right. Why did pilgrims come to the new land? And, of course, they came for religious freedom. All right. And so what does liberty mean? Well, liberty means freedom. The Statue of Liberty represents freedom. Liberty means freedom. Okay. Who were the four presidents? Who are the four presidents on Mount Rushmore? Did you get all four? Did you get three out of four? Did you remember half of them? Maybe you just got one. That's okay. How many did you get? There's Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Theodore Roosevelt, and Thomas Jefferson. I'd ask which level of government can declare war. That, of course, is the federal uh, level of government. States and local governments, unfortunately, cannot declare war. Um, I guess fortunately. Federal. What is the largest city in Alaska? That's Anchorage. I think I'm doing these out of order. That's okay. What is the largest city in Alaska? That's Anchorage. That's where the Iditarod starts. Do you remember where the Iditarod ends? Just as a bonus. Yell it out. What do you got? San Francisco? No, that's not correct. It's Nome. Nome, Alaska. All right. What was taxed under the Stamp Act, fifth graders? What was taxed under the Stamp Act? Remember we watched the Freedom Kids uh, movie or show, and it was talking all about printed material, anything paper, paper goods, 
Printed material, newspapers, all kinds of things that were taxed. Whereas Britain was trying to get some money back for that uh, war that was fought on behalf of the colonists. You know, they expected the colonists to pay for it. How did that go over? Well, we had ourselves an American Revolution, right? One of many reasons why the colonists went to war against the mighty British. We want to know where was the first battle of the American Revolution? Technically, it was at Lexington and Concord. The British were marching through. Militias stopped them. The first shot was fired. Nobody knows who fired it. And the war began. All right, moving through our questions here. Why did Europeans settle in Rhode Island? And that was, of course, also for religious freedom. All right. Um, da, 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 is that it? Did I get them all? I think so. There's some other questions here. Fifth graders, bonus questions. Organized protesters formed to fight the Stamp Act. Recalled what? They were the sons and daughters of liberty. Uh, and a few other questions. But in the interest of time, I think we're going to stop there. And next episode, we'll have another round of trivia questions. So start brushing up on your fifth grade facts. All right, fifth graders, be well.